All right, Jeff, who do you want in the first round of the playoffs? First place is here. Toronto right. oh. or the Angels? Definitely the Blue Jays right now. Definitely the Blue Jays. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to face Shohei Otani in the first no. round. The Guardians are in first place. Uh, this is the first time the Twins have been out of first place since like early May, I think. Uh, there's still nobody over 500 in the division, but who knows? If the Guardians sweep today, this could be the first time they are back at 500 and in control of the division. Meanwhile, the Twins have lost uh, three in a row and are on their third team meeting, closed door meeting, whatever's going on there. They were 0 for 23 with. But we'll get into it division. after we we got we're well beyond our cold open, so gonna <laughs> dive in. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Justin was so excited, he forgot about the opening. Uh, Everything is awesome. (laughs) Right now, I want to remind you to... Check out our title sponsor. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code Lockdown for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. For as snippy as our comments have been, uh, <laughs> and as snippy as we've been <laughs> on the show, this is a first place team. Thank goodness the AL Central is a dumpster fire uh, <laughs> underneath a nuclear explosion. Uh, it's a little bit ridiculous. So you could sit here and be like, right now the Angels and the Blue Jays. Uh, you know, there's no longer a game one sixty three. I know we're way ahead of ourselves here, but just in case we, you know, yesterday's show, we saw that someone didn't know about the rule change about the options and how that was something I believe it was last season. Uh, but those are two teams that are currently tied with a 555 43 win percentage. Uh, and guess what? One of those teams would not make the postseason. So a Cleveland team that's under 500 could. Thank you. And AL because Central. the Guardians, if they win their division, they get to host the first, they get to host the first round because. The division winner still gets to host in that case over the wild card. Hey, uh, even though we are getting ahead of ourselves and obviously having a little bit of fun, the Guardians are going to move to 14 and 20, 14 and 10 in the month of June. They are going to have their first above 500 month of the season. Uh, even if they lose to KC in Chicago on Thursday and Friday, they cannot fall below 500 this month. Things are are trending good. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting that when one good month vaults you to the top of your division, it makes you look like you're going to, well, it's cruise to the week, playoffs, but week schedule. I mean, we can go back through it. It's like again, they lost of the last four series. They lost three of their last four series. They only beat Oakland, who's a terrible team, and right now they're destroying Kansas. They, this is the you know, it's it's a nice situation when the team in your division has to face arguably the best team in baseball, where you're facing the worst team in baseball, and right. it, it sets up Cleveland for success. I don't want to get too too like bubbly that this is for sure. You know, this is. Nothing is is guaranteed by far. You know, it, it, it's just funny that we can sit here at the near the end of June and be like, this is a first place team, even though they are flawed at pretty much every position that is in third base or DH. Uh, you know, it, it's it's been a interesting and year. catcher. Hey, how dare you? And catcher. Bo Naylor won we, a gold glove Matt, on Wednesday night, on Tuesday night, uh, and he Bo, won the silver slugger on on Wednesday night. Okay, how Bo Naylor with his first career home run. It's fantastic. It's just funny how much we have people who just absolutely think he is a bust, and how many think that we like. Here's the thing: if Zanino was, and we hated him. <laughs> yeah, if Zanino was average, Bo Naylor still wouldn't be up. It just Zanino Correct. was so bad, it didn't work, and they went to Naylor. Nobody uh, picked him up for a reason. 
Yeah, there's a reason. In that thoracic outlet syndrome, it's him and Jared Walsh are the only hitters I've ever seen. I mentioned Jared Walsh yesterday. Jared Walsh, two years ago in 2021, looked like he looked awesome. He looked like, you know, one of the best young first basemen in baseball. Now he can't even, he's got like a 79 weighted runs created plus and has no power. It's, it's a, you know, the Guardians took a gamble. But I'm going to again point out for everyone who got angry that the Guardians, you know, that was their one catching addition. Unless you added Sean Murphy, you struck out a catching. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. You know, Christian Vasquez was arguably the number one free agent catcher. If you wanted a complete catcher, uh, St. Louis with Wilson Contreras is is definitely made some headlines. Uh, we could talk about that. But Christian Vasquez hasn't gone great. Those Toronto catchers hasn't gone great. Like you either got Sean Murphy or you busted. Luckily, Cleveland had Bo Naylor in the background. And, uh, you know, like I said, if they had anyone who was halfway decent, Bo would probably still be getting some things done. But what a day for him. And I just want to take one other moment and say for everyone who's like, get on the bandwagon. This whole offseason, the people who are quote unquote bandwagon, the, the people who are like not in depth on this system, like we spend more time on this system than anyone else outside of maybe like Zach uh misel like we know the miners we know the guys at the top we do this every day and we spend about 30 minutes before the show and about an hour afterwards discussing and setting up we both had bone nailers mentioned all the years before this that you and i were at i mean i i didn't go to the captain's game tonight because they were uh air quality out i'm going friday all the years we spent in the press box at akron or lake county you know we both had him as the number one hitting prospect in system uh i'm not gonna crap talk anyone else but for the people in the comments like hey get on the bandwagon i'm like most of these quote unquote media people, and some of them are real media people. I, I shouldn't say quote unquote, most of them are. It's like who, you know, we're saying to call up Bo earlier. It's not that we were saying they shouldn't call up Bo. We were just explaining why it wasn't happening. And then, you know, they probably had George Valera as the number one prospect. As most places had him as the number one hitting prospect. Or Espino. Yeah. A number one hitting prospect, just hitting prospect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, he no, was there. And I'm, but we I'm both there. had neither one. I'm going to go even further and, and pull my uh, arm out of my socket, pat myself on the back. After he had that poor 2021, there were a lot of sites out there that dropped him like out of their top 10. Okay. Me. You dropped him out of the top Me. 10 even. Yeah. No. I, I, I still had him in my top 10 going into 2022. And that's not saying I knew he was going to turn it around because there were things in his swing and his approach to fix. He fixed it. I bet on the athlete. I bet on the player. And if he would have had a poor 2022, I'd been forced to drop him. But I gave the guy a mulligan because he was young for the level, uh, just coming off of 2020, and catchers develop later often. Um, but a good athlete and a hard worker, you bet on that. And I did, and it worked out good. And the Guardians did. Obviously, that, that, that's what matters is they bet on, not me. But there are a lot of places I, I never lost faith in him. And it's not, it's not to say he's a perfect defender now. But nobody's saying that two weeks before he was called up, he was suddenly finished his development. He's got a lot still to develop, and he's going to just you're at the point where it has to be at the major league level, and you couldn't play Zanino anymore. And no. like you said, it was two, it was two things. It was either get Sean Murphy or you know, you try to buy some time for Naylor and hope that you know, I think I think the best case scenario would have been being able to split those two at times, yeah. Zanino and, and Naylor, but you know, it didn't work out that way. And Zanino was there's a reason Zanino was out of baseball, no one picked him up. So uh, enough negative. Bo Naylor had his first home run. He had an offensive breakout three Wednesday. Home, or three home runs. Three hits. Three hits. And, his uh, defensive walk. awakening on Tuesday. Yeah, it was all, all good stuff. Uh, that right. that ball, by the way, the home run he hit to left center field at Coffin Stadium, which is one of the biggest outfields in baseball, not named Colorado, not named Coors Field. 417 to the opposite field. That is some legitimate rock. Josh Bells felt like the hardest hit to me. I'd be curious. I haven't looked at the data yet to see if that's true or not. Uh, that it, was, was it was 464 
where he hit it. I think I think his was the hardest hit ball. No, Ho- wow, Jose Ramirez's home run was 108-4 after that. Bo Naylor's was 106-9, and Josh Bell's was 106-2. So okay, a lot I was of, wrong. The team that the team that has a hard time with exit velocity tonight has let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight balls over 100 miles an hour tonight in this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone had a multi-hit game except for Ahmed, who had one hit and a walk. Ahmed's walking more. You know, give credit where it's due with him. I know people get tired of us, no. but he reached base twice. Uh, Brennan had a walk and no hit, and then tough game for Andres. Uh, but everyone else, it's just, I mean, Miles Straw had two hits and a walk. Yes, one was that weak infield single, but no. dude got on base, and that started that ridiculous Seven run inning, uh, right? Seventh run in the seven runs in the seventh, right? Yeah, no, he also had a six walk runs that, in the seventh, but it ended up being seven total. Yeah, and he his walk also started, I think, sparked a rally as well because it was three two and he was able to work a walk. And I think that's what yeah. was the beginning of the end for Austin Cox, who you know, hey, last night we were saying we were worried about how the Guardians were going to face the guy making his first career start and being a lefty and um. Having a, having a short track record to go off of everything. I mean, they even well. they, Jose got a stolen base in this one. You know, they're uh, like I said, hits all around. You had on top of you know the the three home runs. You had a triple and four doubles. The Rosario's triple. I, I don't know if that one was really a triple. That was the um, Melendez. Melendez. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's a double and an time. error. But they're they're being a little kind there. But still, uh, it was still an extra base hit. It was a good set of hitting by him i mean it was extra base city in this one uh you know we we will i think we should take our first break come back and talk about the pitchings pitchings talk about the pitchers in this uh we haven't really had let me ask you this that. before we go to break yes i know Sal- salvador perez is a a long time great player he's got a wrc plus above 100 not the best approach at the plate do the guardians now have the best catcher in the sad crap of al central I'm gonna say no for now. I think it's it's still Salvi for now. Number two, number two. Uh, how, would, you, would, you take a, would you take Rondell? having a isn't he having a really good bounce back year? We'll we'll get into. Um, I think we should get into yeah. this debate when we come back from break. You know, just to be Sounds that person. Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna take one last look and see. But I, he he's no worse than three. I'm betting. But uh, we'll be back after a quick note from our sponsors. Well, the Guardians are playing well right now, so tickets, you know, could be harder to come by than they have been in the past. Attendance is up, Jeff. Attendance is, is very good right now. So if you are checking for last-minute tickets, you don't know if you can get tickets to that game or some concert not named Taylor Swift or anything you want to go to this summer, check out the Game Time app. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets on every event you can ask for. Uh, the game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for and row for less, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. So forget planning months in advance. They have deals on tickets right for the day of the event, and they have flash tickets on all those events. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWN MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but create an account and redeem that code locked on OD for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Two ten Eastern on Thursday. A little day baseball. Uh Guardians and Royals. Check it out on Sirius XM as Shane Bieber tries to help the Guardians go for the sweep. Just search Guardians on your XM app. Are you uh, still so- taking 
Grandal? No. So here's what I, you know, I decided to just kind of look at things. Uh, he's not second because right now Jake Rogers is one of the 10 best catchers in baseball by defensive metrics along with offensive metrics between Cal Raleigh and uh, GT Romuto in war. Uh, Ryan Jeffers, by the way, is 10th in baseball uh, as the, but he's kind of a hybrid. So I don't know how you want to count him in terms of offense. So for as much as we get into Bo Naylor here, it's like, let's be honest. He's probably behind Salvi. He's probably, you know, maybe probably Grandel territory, but he's one he's behind Rogers. One could make a case for Jeffers over him. Uh, I, I people are going to get mad at me, but it's like, I, I just want to temper things. I want to temper things. He's up right now over the weekend. People are telling me is the most overrated prospect in Cleveland baseball history. Uh, you know what he is? He is a good athlete. who's going to make some massive blunders from time to time, be a solid defender on the whole and have some strong offensive production. Uh, maybe being measured is not the right approach, but I think you can't, you can't put him over Rogers right now if you're really paying attention in depth. And I don't think you can put him over Salvi uh, with the highs and the lows. The Salvador Perez is down. He's at a 105. Defensive metrics don't love him uh, overall. But yeah, it's. Um, Jeff's know, just here to ruin all of our fun. I'm I was just trying to have sorry. fun. Jeff's out here to just sorry. bring the mood down on a great day. The Guardians are in first place. Bo Taylor's breaking out. You're just, you're just killing the yeah. mood, man. Highest scoring game of the year for them. Most runs. I mean, they have, they've had weeks. They haven't put up 14 runs. Uh, by the way, uh, it's the bottom of the ninth is we're recording this. This game is not over. We're like, I think it's safe. Uh, this twins twins, <laughs> the twins can't score 14 runs uh, right now, but neither the Royals definitely can't. That is like a month's worth of runs for the uh, Kansas city Royals is 14. This is a bad, bad, bad baseball team all over. It is a, it's a mod Taylor revenge game. He did uh, have two walks in this one and was on base when they scored their only run. So that's, that's about as good of a revenge game as the Kansas city Royals can get. I know I'm <laughs> tempting fate, but uh, before we do pitching, we should do attendance massively up this year. This is a bottom five attendance team this year. Right now they're bottom 10. I think they're like 21st, 22nd last time I checked. People are going to the game in spite of this team being incredibly frustrating. You know, we've seen a lot of people in our comments who are like, man, it'd be nicer if they were losing by four runs instead of losing every game by one. What do you think it is that's got people? Is it just a good season brings people out? It feels like that's not always the case we have seen. Is it that it was such a fun young team? Why, why do you think attendance has kind of been blistering? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, a lot of it, I mean, maybe it's carryover from last year. I do. Like I do notice Jose too helps, you know, finally keeping someone for the first time. Do you think there's any, does that still have some cachet? I don't know. I just, yeah, I guess there's some of that. I guess maybe that took some time to resonate. Maybe people didn't buy the tickets last year, but they did this year because they know that he is here and the team was good last year. And I, I also wonder too, I, I know a lot of people who have talked about that whole ballpark pass thing they have going on. And mm-hmm. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how many of those they're selling and they certainly are making it seem like demand is high for that. And, I certainly would, you know, I think that's a great deal as far as someone who's a little bit younger who would go to the games and not care about a seat and just want to be there. And I know some people gripe about how a baseball game is more of a social event than a baseball game, but Hey, the idea is to get people there and get people excited and translate. The social event is talking about baseball as you're watching baseball. Like that works for me, but I mean, you know what the, the idea here is, if you want this team to spend more money on payroll, uh, the way it's going to happen, especially with the way new the ownership things looking, well, there's that, but you know, you hope that the dollars being spent on, on these, this increased attendance goes towards payroll. That's the whole thing. So, uh, 
nobody if you if you want people who was like ah oh, people just go to drink beer and sit on their cell phone but if they're there and they're spending money just hope that that money goes onto the field that's all i'm saying so um i don't know I, maybe it's the maybe it's the team from last year maybe it's the jose thing maybe it's that ballpark pass thing um it is interesting that like even the oakland series they were drawing well oakland's obviously not a, a high draw for anybody right now um so that you know, that's pretty good for them. In you know, it, I still it, love that stadium. That's that's now. one of my all-time favorites. Is that uh, the fountain? I was at my attention as a kid, and I was at one of the Milwaukee games last weekend, and I saw a lot of Brewers fans. So you know, it, it's a it's a decent place to travel as for out out of town baseball fans. I, there's a couple of Facebook groups I belong to too that are talking about how they want to see all the ballparks, and I see a lot of good reviews from from out of towners who are you know checking Progressive Field off their their little uh, pa- ballpark passport thing, and they all want to see it, and they've all had good experiences. So, yeah, outside of that, um, Marlins man guy who is a jerk. Uh, I've never seen anyone have negative uh, responses. No, I mean we we took uh, last year. I took my aunt and uncle who grew up in Cleveland, and then moved before the ballpark was built. Uh, they moved to Texas, and they never got a chance to go to the new ballpark. Mm. So last year was the first time they got to go, and unfortunately. They went July 4th weekend with us against the Yankees, and the Yankees absolutely blitzed them, and the attendance was great, and it was a lot of Yankee fans. The lines were long and kind of miserable, but hey, they went, and they loved the ballpark. So a lot of out-of-towners, and I always hear good opinions from, and hopefully it'll get better with the um, the renovations, although the renovations last time kind of looked, uh, didn't turn out the way they hoped. So hopefully next time it'll be even better. So a lot, a lot of good things here, a lot of positive things on today. We should... Uh, Look, I, I don't want to. I don't want to bring the room down a little bit because you know, Logan Allen didn't pitch to pitch bad. He was just pitch too. He he got up against it. You know, you you don't want to see ninety eight pitches and you didn't get out of the fourth. Like that's right. just, and, and he didn't walk. He only walked two batters. Yeah, it was it was he did hit one. Balls. He only allowed six base runners, which is actually not bad either. Yeah, thirty. Okay, so he threw ninety eight pitches. Thirty one of those were foul balls. That's so almost thirty percent of the balls you threw tonight were foul balls. That's and thirty percent were were balls. So he only had thirty percent strikes in the you know strikes in the zone and or hit contact. I mean he was one third balls, one third foul balls. Like that's <laughs> and he dropped his ERA to three forty seven, and he's probably going down to triple A. So um, here's the thing I want to say about that too. With him going to triple, if he is the guy to go to triple A which I, I think he will be because it can't be by because he has to go Saturday. So mm-hmm. they can't send him down. But when, with Cal coming Friday, I don't think it'll be Williams right now. You know, Allen pitching today and having the last couple starts, having a hard time getting deep into the game. The thing is, I don't think they're sending the AAA. Like, yeah, is there are there still things he can work on? Sure. He's a young enough player where you can't sit there and say that he is a stalwart rotation member and he is – but but the, but but the other side of that is there is nothing left for him in AAA to prove that he that won't help him at the major league level. Like there, when he goes on to AAA, it's really just for him to kind of manage his innings and not throw ninety eight pitches in three innings. It's it's more to manage the pitch count in the innings. It's going to AAA isn't going to help him get any better. He's got nothing left to prove. His development has to finish the big league level. This if he goes down, it literally is just making room for Cal, and it is the timing, and he needs to have some of his innings managed the way, the way things have gone the last few starts. I think it's easier to work on something like sequencing in the minors where it doesn't matter. Like 
win or loss doesn't matter. And it's clearly when you were having that many foul balls or some degree of sequencing to work on. So I wouldn't say there's nothing he can work on because sometimes like in the big league, some of that sequencing can't get done. If your pitches, um, you know, you're not going to necessarily throw this pitch in this situation where it gives you some opportunities to kind of work on that pitch sequence, throw a pitch, no matter the count, no matter the score. That's why, especially as pitchers, like you don't want to get too obsessed with like, like last year with what happened with Logan Allen and AAA, because sometimes they're working on something like pitch sequencing where they're going to throw, maybe not in an ideal pitch in an ideal setting because they're working on being able to in the future work on that. So I think there's things he can work on. Do I think, you know, if it wasn't for timing? No, I mean, timing is a number one. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I do think there's still things. This can still be positive growth. There is going to be a juggle. And just with the way this team is built, I don't think a lot of those guys would aren't used to the idea of a six man rotation. So it's, it's what has to happen. What about the idea? They won't do it. Cause they can't, you can't, they're not going to shortchange the bullpen and no, you can't manage the pit, the roster that way with the bullpen, especially the way they use it with a piggyback situation where, you know, Logan goes three innings or 70 pitches behind Cal or whoever, I don't know, even, or even yeah, Tanner. I just, I think pitches. it's, they won't do think, it. I'm just saying no. it's, a, it's an idea. I just think it's too hard to do. Like it works in the minors because you can have extended benches and you can have all those arms and you can set it up. I think taking, you know, we have seen this team, they use every arm in that pen. We're kind of probably stuck on Heron for a while. And maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it. Like I think Tim Heron is a good pitcher. He's had his struggles right now. He's not a completed project by any means, but because of the option situation that we talked about yesterday, you can go listen to that. So you know, it's like, who do you even send down? It's, it's a tricky situation to go through. Uh, and. Oh, or Salmon. Yeah. Cause Salmon, yeah. Salmon somehow has options left because the injury. Yeah. Someone did leave a comment for us asking about the option thing. We should yeah. clarify. Salmon um, was great again tonight, by the way, almost below three ERA. Can you afford to send that guy down? That's true. Yeah. He came in when Allen left a couple of runners on mm-hmm. early in the game when the game was still four, nothing. And, uh, got that out. That was a huge out. He pitched well. Santa's been that. great. He has been great this year. Yeah, the control could always be better, but yeah, he's been good. So the way the way the options work, they changed this in the CBA after last after the lockout. Players still have three option years that you can use up the three years, um, but to improve players' quality of life, so you're not sending guys up and down twenty times. Not doing a the year. old Rays approach. Yeah, which happened to former. Indians minor leaguer reliever. What was his name? Lewis he was Head. Former, Lewis Head. Yeah, former Indians. Okay, right, is it sad that I could figure it out just based on that much? I, I might have a problem. I know. Yeah, I, I think he got. Yeah, <laughs> that, down, or like, we have like some kind of really weird connection where I was like Lewis Head. Could be both. Yeah, could be both. Yeah. Well, it was a very unique story. I mean, he went yeah. up and down like ten times. So he traded they, to the Marlins they, that off season. I don't know if he ended up pitching for them, but I actually liked that deal at the time because Marlins my uh, bullpen. But that's that's another story. Yeah, and he had a long, a long road to get to the majors. He yeah, was a fun good on him. Story. So you can only option players down five times in a single season now, and after the fifth time, you can't do it again unless you want to expose them to waivers. So the sixth time essentially means you would be exposing them to waivers, and anybody can claim them. So you have five times Heron. The next time Heron gets sent down, if he does, would be his fourth time. So you can only do it one more time after that, and there's uh, still a lot of season left to go. So that makes yeah. it dicey. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh. Listen, we're gonna take our our next break here, and we're gonna come back. I think we still have a you know a few more fun things to talk about in terms of the division, in terms of this game, uh, in terms of tomorrow's matchup on today's Lockdown Guardians. Two ten.
on Thursday. Listen to the Guardians go for the sweep on Sirius XM. Search Guardians on your Sirius XM app. Yeah, this is a, I don't know, it's just, it's fun looking at this team right now and being like, yeah, uh, game is officially final, by the way, as we're recording. Cleveland is now officially in first place in the division. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, a win tomorrow puts them second uh, sweep of the year, yeah, second sweep of the year and, you know, beating the bad teams, which is what you have to do. That's not a negative. That's what good teams do. They beat bad teams. Right. They have Bieber versus Granky. That's a winnable matchup for sure. Very winnable matchup. It's going to be and, hotter than you know what it was. Yeah, one hundred and four. They said with the heat index today, and I'm sure a day it could game be even is hotter a in a day game. Cool. Yeah, no thanks. You know, um, you know, I'll save it for the very end. But um, I was realizing we never talked about them losing Tuki Toussaint. Side note. Oh yeah, cleaned by the White Sox. And I think Rocks, he had a pretty yeah. big big out big outing on Tuesday. I saw a couple of tweets saying like yeah. what a great job he did on Tuesday getting out of a jam. So yeah, yeah, Kudos interesting. He's sticking the bigs. That yeah, whew, the pitching staff at Columbus right now is uh, it's kind of messed. No, I mean, they did sign Jared Eikhoff and Riley Smith to fill out roles there. Yeah, it's, I saw people looking a little too deeply into that. It's like they just needed arms. Like bodies, don't yeah. don't get focused on A, B, C, or D. That was nothing other than they need bodies. Yeah, no, it's for sure. It happens every year to a lot of teams and. It's just interesting, though, that Zach Plesak is nowhere to be found. He has been on the inactive list for since he cleared waivers, so he must be reworking through some things. It's in, like I, I'm kind of curious to see, like, Chris Flexen was just waived, and he can become a free agent, and he makes, like, six mil. I'm curious to see if he gets claimed, because that's going to really kind of be some insight onto the Plesak situation, because Black, Zach Plesak was only making about $3 million this year. So he was free to a good home at a decent price for a guy who has been a back-end starter at least so yeah i don't know what's going on there it's it's that's a weird situation um you know triple a has been pretty ugly in general offense defense uh it's it's not a great time down there um someone is going to comment though after saying that hey by the way don ken's knowing the grand slam and oscar gonzalez had two hits and a walk-off hit so you know what i i said it the other day and i know it's a small sample i would not be against this is not the day to get into it. We, look, we, we wanted yeah. to talk about sometime this week. We wanted to talk about maximizing the roster and changing the lineup because it still needs to happen. And I don't know if one 14 run game against the second yeah. changes that. Even though, even though coming into Wednesday night's matchup, the Guardians were the 10th best offense in baseball in the month of June. And, and that's because Will Brennan and Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor are hitting. You got some other good things happening. So the uh, the Kansas City Royals um, announced crew. Normally, you know, I, I listen to the opposing one. The, the comment today was, and I quote: "Well, Josh Naylor was trying too hard. Sometimes he would swing and his helmet would fall off." Oh, Josh Bell, yeah, that's no, no Naylor. It was it was Naylor. Oh, really? Explain why why Naylor is is now playing so well is because now you know he's more controlled and his helmet isn't falling off when he swings. What would they say with when Jose Ramirez loses his helmet? Because he's never, he's never. Well, not, I mean, they were fawning over Jose, so everything. They're Jose. Well, most of it was Will Brandon talk today as the native son. That was a lot of Will Brandon talk, well deserved. Really yeah, story. it was. It was that was kind of humorous. The the Royals broadcast, not one of my favorite uh, external ones so far. I got to be. I don't even know who their broadcasters are anymore. But hey, by the way, somebody won a car thanks to Jose Ramirez's grand slam in the third inning too. They're still doing that. Somebody won it last year. And somebody won a car, courtesy of Rex Hutler's on the radio. I should have done the radio feed. I bet he'd be good. And Jeff Montgomery, the former closer of the radio guys. I feel like oh, I did be like good. Jeff Montgomery as a player. Yeah. 
Denny Matthews, Steve Stewart, and Jake Eisenberg. I don't know any of those guys. Oh, no, those are radio announcers. Who's their TV crew? Is Rex Hudler on their TV? Uh, No, he's not. Uh, Radio play by Randy. uh, uh, I've known this. This guy's been around forever. Um, Lefebvre or Lefebvre? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Lefebvre. I can't can't pronounce it. And it it, it was Hudler. Hudler. I like no, I think Hudler I wasn't. Think he, I thought we would have brought more to it. I guess, but yeah, it was Hudler and the free print. No. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against. <laughs> I wouldn't be against Zosser coming up and taking a bats in right field and moving Brennan to center and uh, playing straw just, against lefties only. But but Straw's got the reverse split, so then you're not. That's true. That's and, true. And then you know it's like Oscar can only play against lefties. I I just don't. And Oscar's. I, I would be I. In the, in the interest of trying to maximize the roster and um, I just think that at the end of the day, what you get when you do that defensive switch is going to be canceled out. Cause I don't think it's a big enough offensive jump because Oscar still can't, he's struggling to hit a triple a and one of the most hitter friendly parks in triple a. Yeah. And it's, it is a small they, they need, Yeah. They, I mean, they need, he's, he's almost 200 plate appearances and he's not hitting. He has a huge OPS against lefties. Again, I know it's a small sample. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, again, I, I'm just, I think they need external help. Like, I'm not opposed to Straw moving that fourth outfield role, but honestly, I think they need to be looking at external, not internal. Yeah. But we said the other day that Jordan Luplo, Brandon Geyer, Brian Rayburn is not going to get this team to where it needs to go. Although, who knows? I mean, again, well, Brennan looks like he's settled in a little more. Naylor looks like he Naylor, I'll say this, is a borderline all-star. I'm not saying he's an all-star because we know how hard first base is. Yeah, We've just had the discussion. Team. He's a border. Yeah. And then obviously Jose is an all-star. You, and you got Bo, who you know could be settling in offensively. They they still need a couple guys to kind of figure things out. They need Josh Bell to figure it out. Andre Semenez has a lot one of one nice uh, thing you'll say with uh Bell is that dude has been consistently inconsistent. He is a guy who typically has one good half, one bad half for his whole career. He's had one. Oh, the second half is good. Yeah, yeah, so maybe there's a chance he'll turn it around. Um, yeah, I mean, Andres, he's shown some signs of life. He's had a he lot shows... of stops and starts. I feel like yeah. he has like a streak where he's exactly. like, oh, he looks like he's starting to figure it out, and then he has a, a bad stretch. Yeah. No, agreed. 100% agreed. It's good, though. I mean, like you said, this is, this is what they should be doing. We should. I mean, I know it's a little weird to get excited about you're in first place, you're under 500. You beat the Royals because they're terrible. They and they barely had they had a hard time sleeping the Oakland Athletic. And I know it's like for a team that won a division a year ago, should you really be getting excited about this considering we expect them to win the division? And to a certain extent, yes. But you know, with with how with how frustrating the season has been, it's okay to take a, a step and be excited about something with this team. Yeah. After if you if you're one of the fans who are is out there night in and night out, and you're watching the game, going to games, you're on Twitter, you're listening to us night after night, try to explain ways how this team can get better and be frustrated that they were stuck in the mud for a while. It's okay to have a night where even if you feel like it's not something worth celebrating, it's okay to be happy about it. Um, They're going to have their first over 500 month. This is what they should be doing. And look, like you said the other week too, Jeff, they have a bad schedule coming up. They have KC. The Cubs are not great. They have to face Atlanta. That's going to be interesting. And then they end the half with four against KC. And I think you even said after the Milwaukee series, this is a team – that should be in first place by the all-star break. And yeah. right now they are, and we'll see what happens with Atlanta. Cause look, the guardians yeah. could face the Braves and they Rough. could literally get their brains beat in. They could, that's the best team in baseball right yeah. now. Maybe besides the, the, the Rays, but we'll see what happens. I mean, but that's why, you I, know, at the, the other side of it, um, you know, these next three series, Atlanta is so tough. You got Cubs, you got Royals, uh, series. Yeah. Wonderful series. The twins have two series against Baltimore, who I think has the second best record, third best record in the American league. 
uh, one against Kansas City. So they got one easy one and two really tough ones. So yeah. Cleveland's got one easy, one tough, and one middling. So they have right. a chance. This, this is a team that should remain in first when they get to that break. And, you know, we'll have to see how things shake out. The one thing I'll say is the problem right now, parity does exist in baseball. There is not a lot of great trade options. We close to the deadline. We can discuss it. This team can't afford to sit pat, stand pat like they did a year ago, though. Like, I know they did not try to stand pat. They tried to go all in on Murphy, and they fell. And they tried to go all in on guys. And it, Well, they need to finally get something. You know, a year ago on this very show, I was saying, hey, if we can't get Sean Murphy, get Connor Joe. And while Connor Joe ended up being terrible in the second half, you know what? He's doing really well right now for the Pirates and would still be nice in that platoon role. Find a way to get better. Find a way to improve this team. If it's internal, if it's external. Right now, a lot of the internal options are great. You know, some of those players have been hurt or they haven't performed. So it's kind of up to the front office to figure out how they can, you know, get this team over the hump. As we get out of here, I want—I should have said this earlier, but maybe we should start a tracker. Right? We should have started a tracker, but now the Guardians have teetered back in the first place. Where are we on the trade Shane Bieber meter? Are we uh, not likely, somewhat less likely? Definitely I mean, trading. I, where, where, where's the I've spectrum kind of, right now? I, I've been kind of unlikely the whole time because I just don't think the return is good enough to balance the loss. But now that they're in first place. I mean, still very unlikely. Does that shift I, you know, them down the dial a little more? It's like the same spot. Like if they get bowled over, they make the trade before. If they get bowled over, I think they'd still consider the trade now because, again, Logan Allen's got an ERA under three and a half. He's got some minor things to work on, but he's he's a major league starter and they can't find a spot for him. So I think, you know, if they could find a situation in either world where they could get that, you know, outfielder that they've been needing for years, get another bat, I think they consider it. Um, I don't know if, that gotta, exists, if that's the problem, yeah. You know, if you can sell peak and make your core stronger, like they did with Bauer, like they did with Clevenger, like they did with many a starter in season when they're trying to contend, I still think it's possible. If they still had Tristan McKenzie healthy, I would I would be more leaning towards a possibility, but that is that is not a possibility right now. We should hear more on that in the, in the next few days. Hopefully, hopefully it's good news. But sorry to leave you with bad news on the, on the last moment of the show. <laughs> well. We're gonna we're gonna leave you here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking about another Guardians win. Uh, maybe we'll get into some. I, I did some some big draft data pools that it'll be kind of interesting to talk about. So make sure you're tuning in, rating, reviewing, downloading daily. Yesterday was our biggest show in a few weeks, so thank you all. And how we always end it: go go first place Guardians. First place. Go.